0: theater and the usher nods me in they know me here I descend down the staircase behind the movie screen that only select people know about the door at the bottom opens and I walk in the sound of movie spoilers fill the air the barkeep has my drink ready and motions me to the back the rest of the crew are here already it's my type of place and these are my type of people join me as we discuss the inner secrets of cinema have a seat in the spoiler room
1: and here we are another episode of the spoiler room thanks for journeying down here the steps and pulling up a chair and tonight gee big surprise We're talking about a superhero film, a big superhero film that came out just this past weekend. It is the sequel to Deadpool, aptly named Deadpool 2. And tonight I've got a great crew assembled here to talk about Deadpool 2. First off, she is back in the spoiler room. It is the diva of the spoiler room. It is Dawn. Hello, Dawn.
2: Hello, Mark. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello.
1: Glad you could join us. And next to Don is the BFD himself, with his Gorilla Zord, and all. It is Mister Glenn Bittner. Hello, Glenn. I... <laughs> are you? Are you our cable?
0: Sure. Or... <laughs> but I'm not <laughs> Thanos.
1: But you're not Thanos. No, <laughs> you're not. You're not the purple people eater. So, <laughs> uh, and next to the BFD is the bow tie wearing man mr paul salzer hello paul how are you i'm doing well i got my lucky tie on today Ooh, feeling lucky punk uh no that's a different movie but <laughs> glad to have you back in the spoiler room as well and yes we are talking about deadpool 2 and glenn do you want to tell our fine listeners what deadpool 2 is about
0: sure so deadpool likes killing guys that's what he does well bad guys he kills bad guys Bad guys don't like being killed, and bad guys like to get revenge. So they do that by attacking Deadpool at his house because, you know, he still lives in an apartment with his with his lady, who, of course, gets killed, which sends Deadpool, Deadpool off the edge. Uh, Colossus is such a good guy, he tries to give him a hand. That doesn't work because when you throw in child molesters, uh, well, I don't know if they were, I mean, molesting, the, they were abusing, child abusers. That makes Deadpool go, well, I'm going to shoot you now. Not a good X-Men thing. So Colossus gets all mad. Deadpool goes to jail uh, with this kid who was all like, hey, my hands, uh, you know, flame, what is he? Fire, Fire Fist. Fire Fist. Yeah, that was a bad name. Uh, Fire Fist. And then, you know, of course, there's a monster in the jail. Then he gets broken out of jail because Cable shows up to kill the kid. Does the kid will grow up to be bad, you know, unless things change. So, of course, Cable comes back to kill the kid. Deadpool's like, wait, no, he's a kid, I can reach him because, you know, when I'm not just killing guys for killing guys, well, then, you know, I'm going to save kids because, you know, I'm the I'm the merc with a mouth, but I also have a heart. Um, and then lots of fighting, Juggernaut shows up and is like, hey, I'm Juggernaut, I'm huge, rips Deadpool in half, Deadpool gets, you know, baby dick. Um, I cable was comes, pressing that. Cable comes around and says, hey, you know, I need your help doing this. As soon as you grow your legs back, we can go do this. Peter gets acid and dies along with everyone else except for Domino, who's amazing. And they eventually, you know, turn the kid around and be like, hey, all good now, all good in the hood. And then Deadpool goes back in time with Cable's thing and fixes everything. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: And there you go, folks. Have a good night, all. We're done. Glenn covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent summary on that Yes, Deadpool 2 uh, I want to go down the line now And get everyone's initial reaction with this Because I know how I felt about this When the credits rolled Especially the mid-credits sequence Which we'll go into a little later So we'll just hold off on that Because yeah, that mid credit sequence But this uh, film Dawn, how would you feel about this uh, film when, when it was said and done When uh, the credits were rolling Did you feel that it was actually an improvement On the first one?
2: To a point, yes. Um, mm-hmm. It was. It definitely took that. It, it definitely was a lot of fun. I mean, it it went so much more over the top than the first one did. It, it just threw caution to the wind, which was fantastic to see. It, it and and I love that they. <clears throat> I love that they decided to cross boundaries because they could because they were, what in the MCU would be considered a low-budget movie so they could do things that their other high-budget movies could not do, such as have an openly uh, gay couple.
1: Mm-hmm. Hi, Kiko. Oh, sorry. Uh,
2: <laughs> Hi, Wade.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Yukio, that's what it is. Hi, Yukio. Oh, she, yeah. You're right. Uh, they... We're able to do a lot more liberty because they aren't necessarily attached to the MCU, therefore not under the thumb of the producers who have this master plan. Um, and yeah, it, it was very impressive with the way they let loose. Glenn, how'd you feel about this with it? Did you feel it was an improvement at all over the first one and that they went really over the top with this?
0: I, I definitely think it was an improvement over the first one. Um, uh, I could have done without the fridging. Um, But aside from that, yeah, I think it was definitely an improvement over the original.
1: The the fridging, did you say?
0: Yeah. When they kill off when they kill off uh, the girlfriend. Oh, yes. That's, that's the standard trope is, you know, yes. put him in the fridge, kill him off. So, because, you know, that's the only way apparently to motivate, you know, a hero or, in this case, anti-hero, is by killing, you know, the woman they love. Because there's no other way to get a guy to do anything, apparently. Right.
1: Well, well, he was doing stuff. This, Yeah, you're right. Especially.
0: Well, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that is the thing. He was doing stuff. But, you know, now he goes and helps his kid because that's, you know, he needs to get his heart in the right place.
1: <laughs> Such a confusing riddle. Uh, Paul, how about you? Did you feel this was an improvement over the first one and why? I think I am going to be the
3: dissenting voice tonight. Uh, I am going to say no. I did not think it was better than the first. Uh, there were certainly things about this movie that I enjoyed. I laughed a lot through the movie, but I did not feel at the end of the film that it was better than the first. Are you, sure, was, are you sure you watched the
1: same movie? As
3: I did. Us? I did. I know. I know people. People are not going to agree with me. <laughs> I just but uh but it's just it's hey i i like the original thor and there's a lot of people that don't like that one so uh, that kind of gauges where my mindset is on superhero films so that's why uh i'm going to be different and uh, not because i want to be different it's just at the end of the movie that's how i felt i felt like wow the this was a great movie i still like the first one better there was much more 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 surprises for me uh in the first movie i did like the the, the rap, the uh, Juggernaut rap. I thought that was extremely amusing. Uh, th- that was one of the highlights of the thing. But mm-hmm. overall, it just felt to me like there was a lot of good gags. But overall, the story wasn't this. Uh, it wasn't the origin story that I guess it was. It was much more cohesive for me. Uh, and then this one was just like, oh yeah the, these are oh, that was funny, oh that was funny that that was funny, oh, that was exciting, oh, that was sad, you know, and that 's just how I felt i was it was a different type of roller coaster ride for me, and if I had to compare it to the first movie that i 'm going to have to honestly say I like the first movie better
1: see, and that surprises me because in the first one, it felt more like stick, 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 and then oh, a little bit, whereas in this one had a for me a more uh, uh A story that i was looking forward to and i was hoping that we would get because it was outrageous but for me i enjoyed this a lot better but maybe it's because i get am uh, exhausted of superhero origin stories too um but the first one i loved and it had heart and this one i thought had the same one and built off of it so i I find that interesting that you uh, you you saw it that way because for me i thought the other one felt more uh sticky if you will yeah. so that they could establish it and get all the cool Deadpool stuff in there. And then this one, since they've established that world and got away with it um, and found out they could get away with it, they just let loose and did a lot more of what I was looking for, uh, especially after hearing everybody talk about Deadpool. Because in all honesty, I'm not too familiar with the character uh, outside of what I've caught from my friends, such as you and the first Deadpool Film and bits and pieces here and there, but I hadn't really followed the comic at all. So, you know, for me, uh, this one I I liked the story. I thought it was uh, interesting. They played it more at the angle of family, which felt like a natural progression from the first one, which was a love story of the two. You know, so the natural progression is then moved to to family and, and the idea of family, and uh, you know, and I like the addition of the characters. Uh, which I thought was funny when they decided to build X Force. Uh, Glenn, did they get, they get, were they playing with people and trying to get their hopes up? Cause the X Force was even in the trailer. Do You think they were playing it up a bit, saying, Oh, look, we're teasing the, you know, the next film, which we're going to have, which is an X Force film. So here's all these great characters. And, uh, don't they just blow that up in your face?
0: They do. And, and if we're getting X Force in the next movie, I really hope they leave Shatterstar dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is kind of
0: a dick. Oh, I hate I he's the the worst. The worst. Um so yeah. Um but no. I did I did lo- I did love how they just like boom. All the madomino are dead. I love that. <laughs> that was that was so beautiful
1: yeah that was it was hilarious, and especially the surprise cameo that they had <laughs> Paul, how'd you feel about them teasing you with the x force only to have them rip it away from you rather quickly?
3: That was very creative, it was unexpected and and like you guys said it was they they build it up and build it up, and like right away they're just like boom done ha ha <laughs> and it was it was it was cool it was refreshing that part was definitely. Another highlight. There's a lot of highlights in this film. I'm going to say that, but uh, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I thought, oh yeah, this is going to be an interesting thing. And then also too, it was just it it adds to the character of Deadpool a lot in that you know his his leadership
1: abilities. <laughs> it's amazing. He's he's trying. He's yeah, he really is really trying hard. You can tell he's he's got his hearts in the right place but he just he doesn't have the skills to really work well with others so he's trying even when he picks those others himself i just remember when the trailer came out and people were talking about oh we're gonna get an x-force we're gonna get an x-force and you see it and they build it up like yeah and then they all die in horrible accidents Don, how'd you feel with
2: the x-force i thought i thought they handled it well um <laughs> As they were as they were introducing all the X Force members, I'm like, "Holy crap!" And then, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. Did you anybody happen to notice the um? There was it was a very little, very little reference. Uh, it was like on a taxi advertisement on a taxi for Alpha Flight. Oh
1: no, I missed it.
2: You, just it was just barely there. Wow. But it was definitely there. So that's a thing that's already been introduced into the MCU. Let's see where that goes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and see, that's what I find interesting is I, I'm, you three especially are, are very enriched with, with comic book knowledge and myself not quite so much, at least not uh, more of the obscure stuff. And it really, it, it really seems fun how Deadpool seems to be Digging into the archives for some of these characters, and I I find it interesting because I come home then and I do research and I'm like, holy crap, that is an actual character in the comic. <laughs> like, uh, who was that? A uh, black Black Jim Tower or whatever that was. Black or... Black Tom. Black Tom. Yeah, Black yeah. Tom. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> i like reading that going. Wait, what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> which which was very interesting with this x And Peter, we, we can't forget. Oh, yes, Peter. Oh, uh, bless his heart. And then the, the cameo. Yes, this is the spoiler room, so we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Yes, Ooh. the Vanisher ends up being Brad Pitt. Paul, how did <laughs> you feel about that when he showed up? I was not expecting
3: it. And then just to see him flashing in there, I was like, you have to do a double take. I was like, wait, was that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh,
1: they got other cameos too. I mean, Terry Crews is in here as you as know. Bedlam, so
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, and, um, and, oh, go ahead, Don,
2: and Matt Damon and Alan Tudick. Yep.
1: yes, which I did not recognize because, well, uh, Alan especially because they're all redneck.
2: <laughs> well, I recognized Alan, but uh, it was uh, my son that pointed out that uh, that Matt Damon was the other redneck
1: yeah i and i didn't catch that at first because and i saw it twice and i'm still look trying to look you know and the first time i didn't even catch that it was was Tudic at first and then you know after i saw that he was in i'm like oh wait that was him and then i was noticing I'm like oh that is him cool but <laughs> yeah matt david is almost recognized unrecognizable but so that's two marvel films now that he's been cameoed <laughs> in um he's becoming the new uh uh, Lee, which Stan Lee, which supposedly he has a cameo in here as well too, but I didn't see him. But, I
2: don't think so. I thought it was just a picture.
1: Oh, is oh it might have been just a picture. That's true. It it may have been that, but there are other cameos though, <laughs> right, Dodd? With uh, you know, Deadpool after he kills himself the first time. Oh which, yeah. uh, I think uh, we'll talk about in a minute how they handled his his death stuff, but he's in the X-Men's mansion, and he's again <laughs> looking at, where are all the X-Men? And, Don, who do you see?
2: Oh, my God. I yep.
1: don't... <laughs> that was the whole... I missed...
2: Yeah, movie. I missed a lot of who was in that room.
1: It was almost the entire first-class group, wasn't it, Glenn? Did you catch who all was in there?
2: Uh, did I did not catch everyone that was there.
0: I mean, obviously, I saw the Beast, and I saw... um Boy, I've pretty- heard Remember who I all saw? Quicksilver. And- yeah, Quicksilver. Yeah, Quicksilver was in there. So yeah,
1: Mc- um, McAvoy was in there too. But did did you like those cameos?
0: Oh yeah, that was that was great.
3: <laughs> Especially after their comments about you know oh the the studio couldn't uh, couldn't uh, you know fit the bill for them and the, and they're like they're like closing the door. It's like oh no, it's Wade. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was great. <laughs> The beast just slowly closes the door, but I was, I was impressed how many they had in there because I looked at first. I'm like, Oh no, those aren't CGI'd in there or photoshopped in there. They actually got the actors to be in that room. <laughs> like that's, that's impressive that they did that. Um, and of course we have Mohinder back because you can't yes. have, you can't have a Deadpool movie without uh Dopinder, excuse me, not Dopin uh Mohinder, it's Dopinder. Uh Gwen, <laughs> did you like seeing Dopinder back? Of course. <laughs> but but he's got a little more motivation this time, doesn't he?
0: What he huh. wants to do? Yeah, I mean he, he wants he wants to you know he wants to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be a badass motherfucker.
1: <laughs> but it's Dopinder. I mean he doesn't really exude badassery, but until the end.
2: Yes, course. but who is his who is his uh, shiny example that he keeps holding up? <laughs> Kristen Dunst.
1: Yeah, Kristen Dunst. <laughs>
2: I couldn't believe they did a,
1: a interview with a vampire reference. Oh, <laughs> Which was great with Deadpool's going, and now I will never unhear this conversation. <laughs> I I would have never equated Kristen Dunst's character getting her first taste of blood and wanting more to assassination.
2: Uh, well, Ryan Reynolds, he has quite the skewed worldview.
1: Ryan Reynolds? No, not at all. <laughs> he really fell, uh, he just fell right back into this role and Paul, do you get the feeling that this is the role that Ryan Reynolds was kind of born to play? Almost,
3: he is amazing at it, and it does fit him extremely well. He does a great job at it, and he just oozes Deadpool. It's so yes,
1: it seems very natural for him. I mean, it, it really seems, does. It, it it's like one of those perfect fits. You get some of those characters like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Conan. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there because it's one of my favorite castings ever and uh, this one too it just he just seems natural at it I mean it seems like no effort for him to do this role Um, and in this one yeah he definitely goes but he also he still brings the heart because we do get those scenes after uh, his girlfriend uh, once again played by uh, the uh, talented Marina uh, Baccarin who uh, you know we still would love to see back on the Firefly but it was great to see her here and uh we get those touching moments when he dies and I just thought it was interesting how they handled this. Don how'd you feel they handled how they handled this with uh Deadpool when he dies he kinda goes in the watery world back to his apartment.
2: Oh, oh his his version of the white light. Sure. Yeah. It was uh <laughs> i was i w- i appreciated the departure from the c- typical cliche mm-hmm. let's put it that way um i didn't think i liked what the first time at the beginning of the movie the first time he you know uh, exploded himself um, yeah. <laughs> i i I appreciated the departure from the typical um, death heaven. sequence, heaven, yeah. pearly gates, white light, what have you. I liked, I kind of liked that water, mm-hmm. um, thing. I liked the whole boundary wall. <laughs> I loved the music. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was fun.
1: Yeah, I see. And I'm not familiar with the comics, so I'm not sure how they handled it when he would like completely be obliterated in the comic, how they would handle that, you know, what kind of happens to him in between um, at all. So I don't know if that was ever conveyed or if it was consistent at all, but I don't, my impression with Deadpool is there's not a huge amount of consistency (laughs) outside of he can't die. But Uh,
3: because of that, that's why I thought the scene was sort of a, uh, kind of a metaphor to what you would expect Deadpool to have because he has he has this weird relationship with Lady Death along with uh, Thanos mm-hmm. and in in the fact that uh she she knows he can't die and so for she kind of taunts him a lot and she she motivates him to do a lot of things in the comic books and in the video games so to me Vanessa represented the Lady Death type character and that that uh, he he could never he could never join her in in death just like Lady Death, because of his powers, and the only way that he could uh, eventually meet with her and die was to get rid of his powers and so forth. So to me, that, that was kind of a... Uh, and I'm, I'm probably reading way too deeply into a comedy, but uh, <laughs> no. uh, that's, that's what I got out of that whole exchange. And then him yeah. having to go back to me was like, yes, the, in the comic books, he, he often uh, ends up having these like weird sequences with Lady Death And so forth. So, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. So it surprised me, Glenn. How'd you feel with these the death scenes in here? It kind of added a little bit of weight to something that's like an over-the-top comedy with extreme violence, and suddenly you get these scenes in here with, uh, you know, Vanessa.
0: I I think they play out well because it's the it's it's when Deadpool is not. It's when it's when he. I don't even know if I want to say he's just Wade. He's just human because mm-hmm. he's not wisecracking and all that stuff. You know, it's it's the you know he's he's just a hurt, frail person who misses the woman he loves.
1: Yeah, and it, it surprised me be, it, both Deadpool One and Deadpool Two, what <laughs> has surprised me is they have all these extremely funny and extremely violent scenes. And mixed in here is some, uh, uh, levity, is some weight and some depth to this film that you would not expect normally from a movie like this. And yet they seem to, with both films, really give a balance to it, I thought. Now I know, Paul, you, you didn't think so much, but would you say those still, even though I know you didn't quite care for it, would, would you just say scenes like this, though? almost feel a little unexpected from a type of movie that, you know, outside of Deadpool that you would normally get like this with the violence and the comedy.
3: Yes. But you, you, we often, or we, we already talked about how uh, Ryan Reynolds is an ideal character for Deadpool. And that's one of the reasons is that he can pull off these emotional relationship type scenes along with the comedy and along with the action. So that's just an uh, another reason why he's such a good fit for for the role. And you 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 hit it on the on the head. This one does have a lot of that emotional impact. I, I agree with you on that.
1: Yeah, you know, and it, it's surprising. I'm like, wow, they're they're able to do this again. I didn't think they were able to do it twice with this. And then you know we're getting Deadpool ripped in half by Juggernaut and enjoying I... enjoying it. <laughs>
2: As, as you're talking about the balance between levity and gravity, in this movie, I want to point out my reference to the music being you have the levity where that whole sequence when he, when he's dying with aha's take on me. But mm-hmm. then it, that's during his serious moment when he is being the fragile human Wade. But then when he is being Deadpool and Kraken-wise, and did any of you notice that the music that was playing was the same music that played when Logan died?
1: No, I didn't. <laughs> was it so really? that's a
2: very serious piece of music there from a very serious scene in another movie. But it- offsetting that incredibly humorous
1: moment. Oh, I, I missed that part. I, I might have to go watch the movie again and, and check that out. Oh, twist <laughs> well, your arms. Twist my arm, right? <laughs> uh, though, it, you know, it would make sense they use that, considering we opened the film with the most ultimate music box. <laughs> Logan on a spike. <laughs> Which I loved, and I think they need to sell those. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> I, I sure as hell would buy one. <laughs> Uh, but you're right, Don. The music in here actually plays a lot. It did in the first one, too. It kind of set the 80s tone a bit with uh, Deadpool's theme hearkening to a Michael Jackson-type uh, music or 80s-type music. And in here, yeah, you, you you have those themes. And then, of course, the juggernaut theme, which... <laughs> i didn't catch it first but did you catch the words right away while the action scene was going on glenn or did you did you catch it more at the end what what the words were what was that uh, for the juggernauts when we had the juggernaut theme and you had the cor- chorus going going during the action scenes did you catch the words and, and what was actually being said during that those scenes or did you uh wait till the end credits and and uh be able to tell what they were actually saying uh for the juggernaut chant i guess it is no i did not oh uh, because at the end they play the whole thing and <laughs> and paul what are they saying because you mentioned you enjoyed that part uh the, the, they're talked about like uh, old balls and it was it was done in a kind
3: of a like a uh what do you call it like a choir of yeah yeah, and it was just like, oh, sh- you know, it was kind of like an oh, shit type moment. And they were going through it. And and as as they were going through it, it was just it was hard not to laugh at that. And then when you finally got to hear all the words at the end, it was just it was funny as hell.
1: Yeah, I did catch I caught some of the words because I'm watching it, and I'm watching the scene with Firefist going after the, uh, you know, the doctor who was supposed to be reforming the mutants and he was just torturing them and then you're listening to you seeing juggernaut and colossus fight and all said, "I was here here and i'm like wait did they just say oh shit? They did say oh shit. They said it again. <laughs> it's like oh shit, oh fuck, oh Jug- <laughs> and that just yeah that just added to it but yeah the music really plays uh, a role in in this film and we got a couple more people we want to talk about because yeah we got insane action scenes as you can imagine and such but uh, these characters that we have, Cable. I mean, Glenn, how'd you feel about Cable and Josh Brolin, who we just saw as Thanos?
0: Wait, what? <laughs> <He> Thanos? <laughs>
1: Supposedly,
0: <laughs> I liked him as 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 uh, as Cable. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know a ton. I, I haven't really read anything about cable for quite a while um, I know that the hero figure I had from was pretty cool um, <laughs> <laughs> but um i mean i i I liked him as the character I think he did well as the character um I mean what I know of of cable I like um although he's really you know he's, he's, i don't know. There's parts I like, and there's parts where I'm like, eh, whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't too familiar with him either outside of... I knew he was a a mutant cyborg. Uh, Paul, how do you feel about Cable's portrayal in here?
3: I I appreciated that they didn't CG the crap out of him (laughs) in this particular case because of the fact that we saw him as Thanos. Uh, I I enjoyed the fact that... um, ryan reynolds was able to play off on a lot of the different things off of cable the the fact of uh the making the reference to the goonies i thought was hilarious making a reference to uh thanos and then also making a reference to the um to the dc universe was kind of uh hilarious it's like (laughs) you're so dark (laughs)
1: not from the dc universe wow Yeah, I, I figured that was covered, but I like they mentioned the height too. He's like, oh hey, yes, here He's not- he is, five foot eleven, not like in the comics. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my wow. goodness,
1: Don, how'd you feel about Cable?
2: Um, I'm not overly familiar with the comic book character, um, but I do like what they did with him from his uh, from. When he, the way he appeared in the world, you know, mm-hmm. from his, huh. so how much of this did you catch Mark tell me, uh, when he appeared by the rednecks and yep. the dialogue mm-hmm. and the jacket mm-hmm. and the music playing? rip oh, yeah. Ripoff or homage?
1: Yeah. Uh, a little of both. I think it was intended to be.
2: <laughs> yeah, because... I'm just looking at that, going. They replicated that scene almost identically from Terminator. Oh yeah, down to the music. Yeah,
1: they they were definitely going for the Terminator vibe on that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, he grabbed the beer too, which I loved.
2: <laughs> the fact yeah. that he
1: grabs the beer. Um, yeah i I dug Cable quite a bit in here. Um, I like what they did with it. I'm, I'm glad he wasn't ending up being the main villain if you will like you might get the impression of in the Especially trailer from
2: that introduction
1: and from his yeah from his introduction uh i like the fact he was he was the guy on the mission and and paul you you, you do sympathize with cable don't you in this
3: yes but it, it because well i i know a lot about cable in in the fact that he does he does he, in in a in a many ways, I feel that Cable is kind of uh, Deadpool's kind of buddy, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm glad to hear that he'll be in uh, a lot more movies. So potentially, uh, you could see more. Uh, potentially even like a buddy cop type thing going on. <laughs> I would love that. I would just love to see that. And you do sympathize with him because he he has a great motivation. It, it is about his family, and yes, it's about revenge. But hey. Um, he is, a. this movie was about family, so it had to be that. And, you know, he has, uh, he is kind of like, uh, royalty in the X-Men type of thing, because, you know, he's, he's basically, uh, the, the son of, uh, Cyclops and Madeline Pryor. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and his, his like half brothers and sisters, are are really big in the X-Men universe and so to have him there for the first time to see him on on the screen was really nice and then the fact that they they really focused not on his powers but on his motivations and the fact that he did seem like you know the the you wouldn't expect a villain to to go up to the the hero and say hey uh I made a mistake I need your help that mm-hmm. was that's really nice to be able to see that so uh, they did a, a wonderful job with Cable. Indeed.
1: Yeah, when he shows up halfway through the film going, I, I need your help, the whole baby leg. <laughs> uh, the baby legs of oh Deadpool. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, of course, we have Deadpool's buddy back who is just, I love this kid, this guy's delivery. <laughs> that is just disturbing in so many ways. <laughs> oh, you're just out there, aren't you? Just, just was it shirt cocking it? <laughs> like shirt cocking. I've, I don't think I've ever heard that term until right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we have our other fun side characters back, as we mentioned. And the newest, the new character who's badass, who I said I think she needs her own movie already, or at least we need to see more of her, is Domino. Don, how'd you feel about Domino?
2: She was more interesting than I expected.
1: Considering um, her power her
2: is, core, is, super well, power. considering her power is luck, but at I'm I'm not horribly familiar with her, mm-hmm. but it kinda seemed like her good luck is everybody else's bad luck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Because oh my god, there was a lot of destruction in her wake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was when cars flipping and crashing, and uh, uh, she needed to s- slow down the the jail cell, uh, the jail, uh, whatever it was, armored car. And she's just smashing it through buildings and other cars. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> but she was okay. So, you know, there is that. Glenn, did, did you like Zazie Beats' Domino?
0: Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I know. There was, as as many comic fans knew, people were losing their shit when, <laughs> when when they first saw pictures of her as Domino because that's not fucking Domino. That <laughs> like, shut the hell up. <laughs> Abel's also not five eleven. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I. I thought she was fantastic. Um, I love the way that they played off luck as a superpower. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, doesn't look like Domino from the comics. So the hell what? <laughs> I
1: yeah.
0: mean, I mean, if we are how many films in into? And I know this isn't like you know direct, you know Marvel, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, extended universe stuff. But how many how many films has has Marvel made now? Or how we- many? Com- how many comic book movies have there just been made, period? Not even just Marvel. How many comic book movies have they been made? And can you point to any single one of them that said, that was 100% faithful to the original material?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Without people hating it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, there's, there's not a single one that, that's been like 100% this is exactly the comic. Right. So the fact that people still lose their shit over it just blows my mind. I'm like, where is is this seriously the first comic film you've watched (laughs) this has been going on for decades.
1: (laughs) It it goes back to what we've had conversations with before with comic book films. There's a difference between what you get and accept reading on a printed page and when you bring it to life in live action, it's in a completely different context and some of it just doesn't work. You know, or you want to change it because Why else make the film? If I'm just going to replicate exactly what's in the comic, then why make the film? You know, Uh, at least that's that's my feeling. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you on it. It's like, okay, so they made changes. As long as it's good changes and not like Green Lantern, oh, look, the lantern looks more like the egg sack of a shark. Uh, (laughs) You know, as long as they make good changes, I'm all for it. Paul, how about you? I had no problems with her performance. Um, and
3: I was surprised at how many people didn't even give the actor a chance right. to prove prove that she could do the role. I I did enjoy how they utilized her a uh, uh, power. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I I would never have expected it to come out that way. And I think they did a really great job. And they did it in a humorous way. So,
1: yeah, it, I mean, it, it was great that they had. Deadpool play off of it because he is asking the questions that I'm sure some people in the audience who are just the casual comic book movie fan are going, okay, good luck. You you know, luck is her superpower. Really? You know, like he says, that's not really cinematic, but they made it cinematic and they conveyed it well to where you buy into her character and her power of luck. And I didn't think they would be able, but they do pull that off. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed her character, and it, it made me want to see more of her character. <laughs> more so than maybe some of the other X-Force that end up dying. Though I'm, I I would have would liked to see Bedlam more. But I like Terry Crews, so... Zeitgeist. <laughs> I, I really... Zeitgeist. <laughs> oh, you have your finger on the pulse of, yes! of his youth. No, I, I vomit ascetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Why, Why not? not ascetic right? vomit. Oh, okay. <laughs> what that has to do with Zeitgeist, I don't yeah. know. But he's a re- legitimate character from the comics, right? Or- yes, yes, he, he is. is. Is he really? <laughs> Peter was the only one, I think, that wasn't really. Actually, you
3: know. Peter Peter is. There's rumor that he might have been a hero of that. that he didn't show any of his powers. But even though in the movie they didn't have any powers at all, but I think they, there was rumor about him being a potential character. I can't remember whom,
2: uh-huh.
1: but
3: uh, yeah, Peter is, was, uh, you know, how everybody loves to speculate, oh, and yeah. th- there was speculation that Peter was actually one of these heroes. <laughs> so it was, we, we might see what his power is if he actually does. I hope they don't give him any powers, because I think that would be the ultimate power. <laughs>
1: The ultimate power is not have any, yeah.
3: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Well, it'd be awesome if he comes back, you know, in an X-Force movie and they have Peter back and you have some kind of villain or someone who uses something that affects everyone with, you know, every metahuman and he just walks up and stops them. I mean, Mm -hmm. after all, you know, the main bad guy, the uh, headmaster of the reform, and I put that in quotes, school, who actually is torturing these mutant kids uh Dopinder actually in the end offs the bad guy <laughs> with his with his ultimate weapon of the taxi so you know here at the end the, the person with the superpowers actually kind of off the main bad guy in this one <laughs> if you keep, i guess the headmaster would be the main bad guy in this but yeah. so yeah totally could see peter coming back uh for another film especially with that end credit sequence uh <laughs> which I'm going to save near the end to talk about, but just before that, the action sequences, Paul, how'd you feel about the action sequences in here? Could you tell it was handled by the same guy who brought us atomic Blom and who was uncredited in John wick? Yeah, it was amazing.
3: It was just absolutely the, the choreography was, was, um, was great. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I loved, I loved the little throwback with the, uh, and it's probably not that choreographer or choreographer, but with the, with the blades and the just the thing that that went back to uh the X-Men origins Wolverine and oh, how yeah. it, and, and the fact that it didn't work yeah. was the best thing. Because it was like it was like, wait, this is a superhero thing. But of of all the superhero things you would think that this one wouldn't be the most realistic, but this was. So
0: ow, oh, your bullets hurt. <laughs>
3: yes. Uh, but yeah, the the fight scene, uh, the uh the way that they took like, uh the how Wade takes out some of the the people at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. was was truly truly amazing. I I could not see any flaws in that, and really did bring up the excitement level of the film. Um, uh, for for that reason,
1: you know, just what what about the big CGI fight? Big CGI fight. Big
3: big CGI fight. Drawing attention to that. Uh, I'm glad they didn't go overboard because they could have,
1: mm-hmm. and
3: I thought they ended it quite, uh, quite shockingly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> jeez. Oh, jeez! Wow, Gwen, how about you and the action sequences?
0: Oh, it brilliant! Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in the, some some ways, very over the top, but I think it was done. It was done well. A lot of the overtop stuff was primarily the domino scenes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: you know, cars flying through the air and stuff like that. But um, no, I, I I actually loved it.
1: Cool. Don, how about you?
2: I thought they were great.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyone in particular that you enjoyed?
2: Not necessarily. No.
1: Me personally, I will never hear the song Nine to Five by Dolly Parton quite the same <laughs> way ever yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of all the songs they opened the movie with nine to five as he's lopping people's heads and limbs and arms off. <laughs> I'm like, you know, out of all the songs that are out there, I would have not real equated that with this, but it made sense because he was talking about it, how it's his job. And I'm like, you know, that actually works though. <laughs> It's funny, but it works, doesn't it, Paul? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the the fact they had her song going while limbs are being cut off was just, yeah. I personally, uh, I I did enjoy the um actual Juggernaut and Colossus. I liked Colossus in this quite a bit. Um, we get to see a lot more of him. Would have liked to see more of Negasonic, but yes. what we do get to see. In fact, that would be an awesome movie of Domino and Negasonic with, of course, with, of course, uh, Yukio, who who, who's her own badass. And as she shows up, which I didn't expect because I'm, again, not familiar with all the characters who pulls out with the Electro Blade. I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) She she's Negasonic's girlfriend and she kicks ass. But of course she would. Right. Yeah. And then we get the. What I call the it was actually the mid credit sequence to end all credit sequences. Oh, Don, <laughs> did you see this coming at all?
2: Okay, the mid credit sequence. So this was after Negasonic fixed uh, Cable's little device thingy,
1: right? When he, he
2: starts he... going around and fixing things. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I should. I. You're right. I should have expected it. It didn't surprise me. I should have expected it. <laughs> it, it was entertaining just how meta they got. Oh, it,
1: I was like, wow. But and then I was like, well, they could get away with it because X-Men Origins was shot by the same studio. So I guess they do have the rights to mm-hmm.
2: to do that.
1: Uh, but Glenn, how about you? How'd you feel about the mid and somewhat end credit sequence?
0: Um, I I rather enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially yeah. Well, I mean, as soon as they're like, oh, what have we done? Yeah, and then yeah, it's like I'm like, well, okay, he's gonna go back and save uh
1: his girl, yeah. save,
0: save, save his girl, and then and then he goes back and saves Peter. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't care about the rest of the rest of these other people. It's just Peter. Gonna say Peter, you know. That's the one we're gonna say. Um Yeah, I I I think and it fits with the character um overall. Um and it didn't even normally normally it's I, I'm one of those people who, you know, when you talk about time travel stuff whereas, you know, I I get all into the the paradoxes and whatnot, so it's like but if you go back in time and save this person, then you wouldn't have been all mad and do the things that made you run into this person that lets you get the thing. Unless you go back in time to save the person. So, and it usually makes my head hurt, but this was just fun. So I just let it go.
1: Yeah. You, you knew in the end, this, this part here at the end was just them having fun. It wasn't really, I don't think meant to be, you know, maybe the only reason was so that they could bring, uh, Marina uh Bacherin back for you know the third one. Uh mm. but it I think it'd be kind of funny if she didn't. You know, if that mid credit sequence was completely not canon, it was just the extra. Uh though I think they did it, you know, uh so they could bring her back in the third one. But Paul, how about you with this sequence? I
3: I thought it was nice. I it really um it, it was the only believable potential thing that they could do. Just because, oh, you had a guy that can travel through time. What are you going <laughs> to do with that power? Of course you're going to steal it and, and set things right that once went wrong.
1: Wait. He, <laughs> you got, he got to use the cheese spreader. Um, yes.
3: And the, the, way, the way he fixed things, yeah, the way he fixed things was was nice as well. Is that, you know, he just made these subtle little nudges that made all the difference, you know?
1: Well, that's so subtle. When he shoots the Deadpool from Wolverine Origins, that was just all the audience I was in. I mean, everybody was chuckling at the other ones, you know? Yeah. And then when he got he there cheered. and he shot, people cheered. And of then he course. kept shooting the body. Uh, 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 that's,
3: that, was, that was like a wish fulfillment for him, I
1: think. <laughs> that was wish fulfillment, I think, for everyone. Every, uh, nice. Yes, I think that was, you know, and then him shooting himself before (laughs) he accepts the Green Lantern script. Yes. It's like, wow, which, you know, while it was funny and it was a good shtick, it still folds back to the first one where he makes a joke about him being in Green Lantern with a CGI suit. So it still fit within the film, too, (laughs) you know, so. I, the ultimate fourth wall break. The, the ultimate fourth... Wait, is this a fourth wall break within a fourth wall break? That's like 16 walls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that was from the first one. which you know. It was great to see uh, uh, Blind Al back as well. She is hilarious, though she couldn't aim her gun. Um, Which was another thing, though. I like the fact that I think you could watch this film and, and not have to see the first one, but you do miss out on some of the inside jokes, don't you, Glenn? Like, you know, what he had hidden in the apartment. Oh yeah, <laughs> the cocaine and the cure for blindness, which is exactly what he said the first one. <laughs> Did, w- would you say that that someone who hadn't seen Deadpool two could still pretty much follow this, though? They might not get all the internal, uh, you I mean, know, all the references. Can,
0: yeah, you can still follow it, sure. Mm-hmm. Which, there might be some things that people might question, like, "So wait, why is Hottie McHoderson with uh, with uh, Spaghetti Face there?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she's just not she's not as picky. You know, that's all. Yeah. Don, how about you with this? Would you Would you recommend it? Would you say if even if you didn't see the first one, you could still see this one, or do you oh, think? Yeah. it's yeah, yeah.
2: And and to an extent, uh, they do they do go back and explain why they're together sort Mm -hmm. of ish because they do have those sequences um, from when they were, uh, he was looking for uh, the character cancer.
1: Yes. Yeah. They they do have those sequences yet. So yeah. And Paul, how about you? Same thing. Would you agree that you could watch this and still enjoy it? You could, but I would still highly recommend that you watch the first one.
3: Uh, you know, if if anything, just to get the whole skee ball thing, the the I mean, they they did explain it, but it seemed like it was very glossed over. Mm-hmm. Where, but they didn't need to go into it if you've seen the first movie, you know, obviously. Uh, so it, it, that's that's that that's that balance that they have to maintain in this film is like, do we want to go into detail with this thing, or do we just want to mention it? And let's face it, who. Hasn't seen the first movie. That's going to go see this, you know. The ser- yeah, uh, yeah. They they would have they would have or or they would have in preparation for Deadpool two would have watched it. All- <laughs> so,
1: yeah, yeah. And I I I would say you could still watch this one and that you know and i have seen the first one, the origin story first, and still follow ninety. 90- five percent of it you may not get when the audience laughs when he takes the cocaine and cure for blindness out of the uh floor of the apartment but um, but that
3: that joke stands alone because you have a blind person and he's he's basically hiding the cure for blindness in the floorboards uh, so that the person that is blind in the household can't see it so i mean that joke by itself could you know land it,
1: yeah it, it still does land so yeah. I, I, that's why one of these, I thought it was one of the better recent modern sequels in the fact that, especially for a superhero one, in the fact you really didn't have to see the first one in order to follow what was going on here. Uh, you know, even with the crazy credits though, we get a James Bond opening this time with that actually oh. really awesome song from Celine Dion, which I never would have expected. It the that video appeared on YouTube. I was like, "What the hell?" Celine Dion, and and this is actually a decent song from Deadpool 2. Uh, Paul, what do you think? You think you'll see a nomination for it in the Academy Award?
3: Yes, because I mean, they at one point they nominated one of the things from the South Park movie. So if they could do that film, they could definitely do this. Um, they could do this
1: one. Actually, sure. I think it won that year too. Did it win? Ah, I. F- Think uh, was it the I blame think, Canada one? Yeah, the blame yep. Canada one. I think actually won, which. But then again, you know we have Academy Award winner M, M&M, So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don, real quick, what did you think of the Celine Dion, James Bond opening to Deadpool? Did you like the song?
2: You talking to me? Yeah, I said Don. Oh, yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was it was a it was a pleasant change.
1: A little, a little more serious than what you might expect from the film, considering. Yeah, it was. Who you're talking about here? Um, but what do you think? Academy Award nomination for it next year?
2: I hope not. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie, but. Um,
1: well, for the song anyway, not for the. Movie, oh, for the but, song,
2: sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great
1: I, sequence. I, I, yeah. How about very you going Yeah. It was very octopusy.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love I love the opening sequence. hmm Yeah.
1: Yeah. I it, it was funny because I didn't quite expect it, but then I saw some promo pictures later on where one of them was him mimic, you know, parodying James Bond and like, holy crap. And then when you see the song or you hear the song in the movie and you see the sequence you go it makes so much sense because you see the youtube video and you're like this is a really great song but how does this fit in the deadpool too you know although i will say the way his character is and i know you're you're all comic book fans nobody throw uh poo at me um but i suddenly want to see a deadpool the mask crossover oh wow that would be cool. Because, uh, not saying completely, I, I like Deadpool better, but I really enjoyed Jim Carrey's The Mask. I know it was a departure from the, what it was in the comics, but still, I loved his portrayal. And there were some similarity feelings as far as the personality goes between you know, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool and Jim Carrey's Mask. Are you guys going to beat me for that, or am I not totally off on <laughs> I mean, they're both over-the-top characters, but it's just something that dawned on me the second time I watched it. Um, You're not going to beat me, are you, Glenn, for that?
0: (laughs) Beat you? No. (laughs) Maybe.
1: Possibly. I might might enjoy it. But we'll wrap it up here tonight, I think. Uh, I'll just go down line real quick and see if there's anything we may not have talked about that my panel would like to discuss with this. And Paul, how about you? Is there a question or something that we uh, may not have touched on with Deadpool? Oh,
3: there <laughs> probably is, but I'm I'm going to diver, dive, diver? I'm, I'm defer? Gonna defer, defer, I'm going to defer, defer, Yes, I like defer,
1: defer. Chewie yeah. Chewbacca has lots of defer,
3: defer. Yes, uh, I'm going to defer to uh, to my other panelists.
1: Sure, Don. How about you? Anything we talked about that uh, or haven't talked about you'd like to touch on?
2: Nope, I think
1: we have the highlights. Awesome. Glenn, how about you? Chimichanga. Chimichangas, yes. (laughs) And we will wrap it up today. Maximum effort in making chimichangas. And now, damn it, after our other discussion, I want pizza and chimichangas. I don't know why, (laughs) but now I do. Uh, so we'll wrap it up here tonight folks hope this uh discussion you found interesting about deadpool 2 go see it if you haven't already even if you haven't seen the first one uh, it's a fun time at the cinema especially if you're looking for a break from your standard superhero fare and you need an uplifting moment after the depressing ending of infinity war uh, <laughs> this is this is a good follow-up it'll get you some uh you know some therapy in here you get to watch deadpool laugh as he gets ripped in half by juggernaut who actually looked more like juggernaut in this one so now we can you go down the line and you can hear where you could find these folks when they're not here don
2: um you might be able to find me in the net.
1: it's still up i think isn't it
2: oh, it's it's still up i'm just <laughs> not being very good at updating
1: Ah, uh, you've just been a busy woman, so, but there's still plenty of awesome reviews written there by you, uh, <laughs> because your written word is far more better than uh, what I could write. So check those out in the audience that had great written stuff there, uh, both blockbuster and some cult stuff as well. And Glenn, how about you?
0: Uh, you could maybe find me on YouTube with the Movie Bunker and Guy a Bunker Productions. Maybe find the same stuff on Facebook. Maybe check out guyinabunker.com. dot com. Maybe check out my gaming podcast, Adventure Party on Gncast dot com, or just follow me on Twitter at Guy in the Bunker.
1: Awesome. Glenn also creates some awesome games, so yes, look up all that good stuff, and you can find out the awesome games Glenn makes. So, or he's got in the hopper as well. So. All- <sighs> <laughs> All good stuff, as well as his B-Movie Bunker stuff. Uh, if anything, you've got plenty of videos there, especially when he does his 31 Days of Horror from October. Uh, lots of watching material there. Great stuff. So, And, Paul, how about you, sir? Where can they find you at?
3: I, uh, I invite everybody to uh, join the conversation about movies on Film Jerks. You can check us out on uh, Facebook slash groups slash Film Jerks.
1: Awesome. Sounds like a plan. Check all that stuff out. Film Jerks is a lot of fun. Uh, Paul has really made that podcast his own and it's definitely worth a listen to. So yes, folks, we are going to go have our chimichangas and bloody Marys. I uh, hope you enjoyed this discussion. We thank you so much for listening. And now, uh, just say, uh, I don't know. Say good night. I don't uh, know. I don't know.
2: Uh,
1: I don't know. <laughs> good night, Paul. Hey, all my friends out there looking for more Spoiler Room goodness, then why don't you check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash specialmarkproductions, where you can get access to exclusive Spoiler Room episodes and a whole lot more. You can also find us on Facebook groups at SMPRD and on to Twitter at SpecialMarkPro let your voice be heard and let us know what you would like to see in the spoiler room as well as just how we're doing in general we appreciate your support and remember in the spoiler room the conversation is fresh but we do spoil the movies